the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here it is Tuesday. I've got a full crew uh, on today. Elizabeth will not be with us. She needs to take the day off, so she will not be joining us by phone. But we've got a full studio, so we'll, we've got plenty of people to talk to today. Just to catch you up on the news a little bit, uh, Putin's still acting the fool over in Ukraine. That's going to continue. They had peace talks yesterday. Not much peace being talked about at this time. I thought it was interesting that... All of the Russians showed up dressed like KGB agents, and the Ukraine people came in wearing their uh, fatigues, the fatigues yeah. which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the uh, Russians, remember Heidi that I was talking about the father of all bombs last week? The Russians used it yesterday. Did you hear about that? Yep. It's one step under a nuclear weapon. One step under. Crazy. A nuclear it's a war weapon. Crime and it's too. scary. Yeah. yeah, it vaporizes people's lungs. You know when it goes off, the heat from it. So anyway, they used it yesterday. There's people saying, "Well, that's war crimes." Well, just walk over there to Moscow and and arrest Putin if you right, would. Right. Please do that to me. Take him over to the Hague and we can trial. settle this now. Yeah, yeah, we can stop it and be done with it. Yeah, uh, I saw where some of the NATO nations are giving the Ukraine. Uh, some of their old fighter jets. Uh, I was also watching an interview this morning on Fox and Friends. That's why I was a little late, ladies, when I was getting here, because it was interesting what they were saying. Uh, we've got a bunch of F-16s that we just put in mothballs that if we wanted to, we could turn around and give to the Ukraine forces over there. You know, and then then let's see how much how, how often they drive these 40-mile-long convoys right. down the road. If suddenly you got a, a wing of F-16s yep. fly over top of you. Or let's give them some A-10s. Right. We'll have another, you know, um, you know, Iraq-Turkey shoot. Well, you know? just, you know, it makes, I really think about when I think about this, think about if all the money and all the uh, investment we made in Afghanistan, if those people would have had half the fighting spirit that the Ukrainians had with all the military equipment. Yeah, I mean, the Taliban still be up in the mountains right now. Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Right. I mean, it's just amazing to me when I see and these people who basically have had to rally through social media uh, for support from everyone, and it's an emotional war because it's being played out on social media. I feel media. sorry. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I I feel so too. sorry for the Ukrainian people. And uh, I've never trusted the Russians, even no. when they called themselves Soviets. <laughs> I, I, I have never trusted them. I, I, I served during the Cold War, so, you know, our whole idea uh, dealing with the Russians was that uh, the only way you could deal with the Russian is if your gun was bigger than theirs was. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember being on Guam and on Anderson uh, Air Force Base and watching the trawlers go around the island with all the antennas on yep. top, trying to pick up all of the all the you know communications that we had going off the island and stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know that that's what Putin wants to get back. Yep, that's yeah. exactly what he and wants to us, get back. Keep us on guard all the time. Yep, yep. And I don't like that he's talking to Xi over in China. I don't like that. Although perhaps the Chinese, as they've watched uh, Putin become a pariah to the world, maybe Xi will think twice about Taiwan. I sure hope so. All right. You didn't realize you were coming to get into international politics, huh, Karen? No, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Karen got a hold of me and asked if she could come on. I said, absolutely. See, I I like grassroots politics. I think that's where a real war needs to be fought. You get to a certain point, and you got to fight it at grassroots level. And you got to get involved from the grassroots. you got to get involved into the parties and things of that nature. And I'm really excited to see a lot of grassroots people getting involved in the republican party it is changing some things yes it's it's slow and it always is slow it didn't get there overnight it won't change overnight so you were at the the, the lono county republican party meeting? last night i fell mm-hmm. asleep i'm sorry so i i belonged and i wanted <laughs> to be there because i my goal and i told uh, rg this before he left yesterday i wanted to bring forth to the to the party that we send a letter to the mayor and ask him why Cabot is not a pro-life city yet. Right. And I think that we need to do that. Yeah. And I so think every, they said I think that every pastor well, needs to do that. The largest amount of people signed up this past week and they said it was over 50 or 60. It was filled last night in that library. And she was like, we've never had a, had a time with and that's sad though. Like, and I'm thinking, Lono County's not tiny, and all there was was about 50 of us. But Yeah, and it's not liberal. Well, the same thing happened in Pulaski County as well. We had almost 50 new, nim- what, 50 new members last week that joined in Pulaski County. Melissa's so. doing good over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. She's doing good. Yeah. Did you guys get somebody for District 2, do you know, no, to run? I don't think so. They, um, I got a text last night asking if I knew anybody, so I don't think they have anybody yet. Bummer. Need somebody to run. Karen? No. Oh, what? Look how I, I missed you. Did I say your name? I'm yeah. sorry. Anyway. Are you talking about the JP position? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did find somebody. Oh, did they? Oh, did they? Uh-huh. I forgot her good. name. It's Rebecca. Some, I think her name's Rebecca. Okay. I'll, I'll get back with you on that one. Doesn't live on Sunnyville's arm. Okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Why are you here, Karen? Well... We so there was three of us that went up against um, the Pulaski County Special School District when masks were put. You know, kept they just kept our mask in place. So you know, the first year we let it we let it ride. Nobody really knew what was going on. Um, I'm friends with several of the board members, and you know, I I knew who they were, and I knew that they didn't walk in there and say we're going to violate these parents constitutional rights it was about protecting our kids i think they had their our kids best interests at heart so at first yeah at first we let it we let it ride so we started forming relationships with the other ones on the board but eventually um there was three of us myself rebecca davis and wendy potter the three of us started working on that school board one by one and trying to find out what what has to happen for these masks to come down so we eventually 
won them over and in november they went mask optional and we we were with a vote of four to three that time and then they voted again because the other side petitioned them and um they they were five to two at that point wow okay we we increased did they start listening to the science is that what they did you know (laughs) i don't know if it was that or just they got tired of getting phone calls yeah (laughs) and you know we've heard so at that point we started looking into moms for liberty because there were other things that we wanted to accomplish so we know there's things in the library that shouldn't be there we know they're working on you know not what they call crt but Social, mar- social emotional learning SEL is out. So there. it's a left always. Yeah. They just yeah. change the Changed semantics. The yeah. Change so the semantics. Panorama. They've used a, a survey that they sent out to our kids. So we needed help from outside of Arkansas, I guess you'd say, to start gathering information. So we started a Moms for Liberty chapter in Pulaski County. Good for you. And we are. I'll tell you, just like what you guys were talking about with the Republican parties. A lot of the people that have come to our meetings and talked to us were never very political, and they are waking up. And well, they you start are not happy. people's kids; they start yeah. waking up to yeah. it. Yeah. And I've been called. I've I was accosted after one of the meetings. Somebody yelled at me and called me a baby killer. And oh yeah, a baby killer. And I looked at her and I said, "I'm just going to take a wild guess at this, but I'm pretty sure you're pro-choice." She said, "Yeah." And I said, "You." You've killed way more babies than I ever. Oh so, was that the Moms right. for Liberty? No, Meeting? this was at, at after the, the school board. Okay, now they called By you masks. a baby killer because you were anti-mask. Right, because yeah. we but she's pro choice. Because I wanted the parents. <laughs> yeah, I wanted the parents to be able to choose. And you know, in January, it was brought up again. Their their COVID team came to the board saying, "This is our recommendation: put masks back on them." And they didn't do it. Five to two against it. Good, but you know those are the it's going to be an ongoing pressure and what we did see in january was a lot more kids wearing masks because the parents made the decision to put a mask on so you know i that at the end of the day we didn't care whether you wore a mask we don't care if you get a vaccine we don't care just want the government telling the parent yeah yeah. that's your choice and we need to discuss the grassroots thing because there was an article that came out that said um, all of us Moms for Liberty, all these different groups are being funded by dark money. Um, <laughs> Where's hello? all that dark money? Yeah, like we spent our money out of pocket yeah. to Sue Cabot to get parents to right. dark you know. pockets. And I'm thinking the left always changes. Yeah. And they, you know, we yeah, know the who funds their yeah. stuff. But yeah, it's just so funny how the hypocrisy just keeps showing. Whatever up. they say, they're doing. Or exactly. We're doing, they're doing. Exactly. And this was, a, was that a TV station that did that? Story? No, no, no. It was. Um, it was on Cabot Moms. I'm blocked from that group, <laughs> so it was sent to me, and it was like an article written that all of these oh, from grassroots, them? like especially Monster Liberty, we are getting billions of dollars to form in these little towns and stand up for our kids. I can tell money. from those cars you pulled up. Money. And, you know. There's the money. We opened <laughs> our bank account with our own money. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We haven't even got any fundraisers going yet. <laughs> well, and we, we've seen, I mean, I just think people are waking up. So Rebecca Davis, one of our founding members, I guess you'd say, she's the one that went out and got information on the petition. So we petitioned the school board. She's running for JP District 1. And then um, Wendy is going to run for school board for one of the two seats that didn't vote 
with us. Good. So, Good. That's awesome. You know what? I haven't been I haven't been to find out when the election is in Cabot for school board. It is. We talked about it last night. When is so it? it was well, the thing is is Cabot School Board doesn't update their policy even if they vote on something. They do not update it online until July. So they vote for it to happen. So they voted 3 months ago to move all the election to November because all of them are up. That's for what seat. I heard was yeah. going to be in yep. November. And Is so it going to be on be election with, day? It'll be on election day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you have to file by August 2nd. Okay. Well, that's easy enough. To do. But yeah. there's, we got they enough still time. They don't have their maps out, do they? They don't have the maps out yeah. yet, but the yeah. county clerk said they should be out in the next couple and of weeks. And they went over yeah. the wow. minority percentage, so they now... So everybody has to yeah. run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they also have, um, I think, five at large, or five districts and two at large. Two at large. Yeah. So everyone, they were all at everyone. Large. Well, you know, Little Rock School District should be up for election. And they but, voted but, themselves. But they decided not to have an election. Yeah, PCS. Yeah, they found, a, they found a loophole. Because yeah. what? They're under segregation? Uh-huh. That's what PCS Segregation. Did. Oh, my. They'll be asking for reparations next. Anti-segregation <laughs> on order. Yeah, they were deseg. <laughs> They're still deseg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my so goodness. So they still got the Joshua thing going, huh? Okay. Oh interesting. That's Can interesting. Can you imagine any other? Okay. Have, we're just not going to have Yeah, we just election. won't have an election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just won't yeah. have one. My like name is, is Putin. And we're, right. not having, we're not exactly. having an election this year. I'm elected for 20 uh, years. All right. Let's take a break. We'll get that in. I'm going to come back. I want to talk a little bit more with Karen. And about, you know, I think we got an idea that it was the mask thing that finally tipped her over. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. What tips you over? I mean, I'm talking to you. Yeah. You who's listening to the radio now. When are you going to get fed up? That's what I've been saying that for 21 years on the radio. When you're going to get fed up and people are getting fed up, they're getting fed up with CRT and everything else. Yeah, they don't talk. They don't say it's CRT. They got a different name for it, but it's CRT. I'm just telling you. If it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it walks like a duck, it waddles around, it's a duck. It's a duck. All right. East End Towing, don't forget about them. They'll help you out when you're on the road and uh, your car breaks down here in central Arkansas. All you got to do is call them, 888-8849. Uh, they belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed, they're insured, and all their trucks are permitted. Get the people who know what to do in every kind of situation. That's East End Towing. Again, 501-888-8849. All right, don't forget to get your tickets for the first town hall meeting that we'll be conducting here on 101-1-F, uh, yep. you know, the answer. We're going to be doing that. That'll be next Thursday is when it will will happen it will be at the agape family life center seats uh you know a nice amount of people but the tickets are going to go fast they're ten dollars now we've got to make a little bit of money so that we can pay <laughs> to rent places and things of that nature just to let you know but to get your tickets go to 1011fmtheanswer.com click on the banner it's big you can't miss it click on that banner and uh, go buy your ticket uh for the uh, lieutenant governor uh, town hall. Then we'll take a uh, couple of weeks off, and then we're going to come back. And I believe the next one will be for. Uh, I got a fifty-fifty shot at this. I, it's either the well, it's either the attorney general race or it's the state, uh, the the secretary. the secretary of state 
race that's happening. I think $10 is a great deal. That's the cheapest date in town for any political yeah, thing you want to get It's going to be good, and uh, yeah. I, I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, that's great. I am stepping back because I don't want anybody to say, see, Dave Ellswick is trying to promote. Prom- well, yeah, trying to promote certain candidates or make certain you know primaries go a certain way so alan kerr will ask ask the questions the questions are going to be written by you all right i need you to send me questions for the lieutenant governor uh town hall you send it to me at town hall at salem s-a-l-a-m-l-r.com or do a video question and send it to me to uh, go to facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick show and direct message me and uh, send it and we'll we'll put it up on the big screen behind them and then ask it that way. So, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of like Fox News nowadays, yeah. you know, we're, we're doing our well, thing. We need to weed them out because, you know, even last night in, in Lowen Oak County, when you listen to them, they're all Christian. They're all pro-life. They're all, you know, and you need to figure out what is that one thing that you know sets one apart from another and it's that republican party platform that we have got to hold them to yep that right there i got wow look what's in my studio yeah it's right there if you're gonna talk uh, talk in the micro i can't hear you committees need to hold the um candidates accountable too even if even if the the state party says you're kind of you. You shouldn't be holding <laughs> right. people accountable. Right. Hold them accountable, please. <laughs> right. All right. That that whole rule is open to interpretation. Right. We've talked about that it for is. an hour on this show. It's open to interpretation. I think independents in Israel County both did the right thing, especially about Sturge. I agree. I agree. And, right. you know, county, it's not just the county committees. Like, the people need to hold them responsible. We, well, that's the key. And, yeah, that's it. When so. they know they cannot win as a Democrat and they switch their name and they right. run as Republican and they say, I'm a Republican, we need Beware. to be able to weed them yeah. out. We have and to. It's if Linda exciting. Collins Smith was still here. All it's right. an exciting time, I was going to say, because we do have so many new members that are getting involved and active. And if we can show them that... We're more than just a, a political lunch party, right. you know, and everything right. that we, that, you know, and they want to know, they want to hold these people accountable too. So it's a really exciting time, you know, to be involved in, in the landscape of politics right now. I mean, not only is it exciting, but it's a time for like the town halls, low information voters to get out and get active and, you know, help them get uh, Take what a they few need. minutes and come to the town hall. Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah. Now, if you can't make it, We'll broadcast it live on the radio. If you can't make it and you're by computer, go to Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show, and it'll be on my Facebook page. You can watch it, all right? Awesome. But we'd really like you to buy a $10 ticket and come, all right? Yeah, it's going to be good. No bringing any booze. Well, getting involved in your (laughs) county committee also will lead to being on the rules committee, and that rules committee is what's making the rules as far as the state addressing the candidates or the elected officials. That's what's happened with the Izzard and Independence candidates when they got slapped because of the rules committee. So if you want to change things, you have to get involved on the county level and then just move up. If you want to make sure that the interpretation of the rule is the way that you want to go, you got to have enough people in your corner. That's right. To make sure that that happens. That's when democracy plays out. And everybody knows how I feel about democracy. It's two rules. 
arguing over dinner with a sheep. You know, that's exactly how that's what Franklin said. And he was right. He's absolutely right. All right. We're uh, 28 after six and I've got away from Karen. Oh, Karen, if people (laughs) want to be part of your group, what do they got to do? Well, our next they can contact us on Facebook. We do have a public page. That's just Moms for Liberty, Pulaski County. But we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Well, no, we 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 deal with (laughs) that's why I don't get on it too much. (laughs) Yeah, we know they're going to be we know there's trolls on there. We deal with them. I like to send them a bunch of emojis. I have just (laughs) been warned by Facebook that. The material that oh, I yeah. post for my show does not meet their standards. It's inappropriate oh, or sensitive. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we've had Constant. a lot of pages shut down across the country. They talk about it and shut down. Some of them hadn't even posted anything and they shut them down. You yep. don't have to post. Yeah. I, I'm a living witness to that. A 50th Facebook profile. You might not want, yeah, you might not want to have freedom <laughs> yeah. in your name. I'm just saying. Yeah, that. But freedom, for liberty. liberty. Yeah, yeah they get upset about oh, that. Yeah. They get up to set back so, those names. Maybe we, we should usually, change our names like the Democrats did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Start using a bass backwards, bass backwards one. Yeah. We um, usually have meetings the fourth Tuesday of the month, but this next month, that's spring break. So we are moving our meeting to March 29th, and we meet at American Pie Pizza in North Little Rock over next to Kroger and Party City. Oh, yeah. So um, we would love it's moms, dads, grandparents concerned citizens you don't have to have a kid in school you can be a grandparent you can be just somebody that's concerned with what's going on we're going to come back talk more about this this is the way i break in and stop the conversation uh we got to take a break (laughs) news is next here on the dave ellswick show we'll be right back don't forget about what david lucas is up to his david lucas financial wants you to know that buying gold and silver is different from going out and picking a stock, all right? Uh, There's some rules you got to know. You got to know how much do you need. Uh, Know that's a good investment. Like last week, it was $1,600 an ounce. It's now $1,900 an ounce. It's gone up $300 an ounce. That's pretty good. If you you had five pounds, you're doing really good. You're (laughs) you're a happy person. But uh, silver and gold, you want to get into it. Here's what you do. You call 501-222-3315. The folks at David Lucas Financial works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. So to learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. 222-3315 Investment Advisory Services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. See, I had to say that. You could, I could record that, Heidi, and we could play it back and speed it up. I bet the Russians wish they had some gold and silver they yeah, could get a hold of. The right ruble's now. down 45 percent. It's worth a cent, isn't it, to yeah, our U.S. Yeah, dollar? To the US dollar? I got an extra five pounds, but it's not in gold or silver. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good joke. I like that. All right, we've got in the studio with us is Karen Maynard. Uh, she's talking about Moms for Liberty. We want to talk a little bit uh, about their uh, Pulaski County chapter. Uh, there's a chapter up in Lone Oak County. Uh, Washington and Benton. Yeah, and I'm looking, I'm looking oh, yeah. at the person yeah. who's running it. I was their first speaker. Yes, you were. I was the first speaker <laughs> well, over there. Well, we need there. to have you out on our too. You ask me to come. I, if you want me to come and speak to your organization, all you got to do is send me a, an email, Dave at SalemLR.com, and we'll work something out and, and have me come out. 
Uh, some people don't like me come out because I can be a little divisive. You know, I'll tell you the truth. That's what you I'll do. That the truth is and, I'll, and I'll always have this book with me. And yep. that's the platform of the Republican Party. And if you happen to be an elected official and you're there and you're not a, you're not being on the uh, doing what the platform says, I think they should drum your butt out. Yep. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't think right. that's divisive. That's following the party. That's not lying to the people is what it is. It's yeah. keeping people accountable and accountable. Mm-hmm. And you don't lie to the people. You're lying to the people that are your constituents if you're not mm-hmm. following that platform. Yep. I like I like what Missy said when she was talking about people who go from being a D to an R uh, just because they want to get elected. Right. And uh, you need to know the platform because you gotta you gotta question the people on that and then hold them accountable to the platform. Uh, you know, I I think about uh, her name just from up in Pocahontas, and she just died a, a two years. Yeah, Linda Collins Smith. Uh, boy, I wish she was still around. But I remember when she switched, and we were having our meeting at the Capitol, uh, David Crow and, and everybody, and we were sitting there, and she came in and, and wanted to talk to us. And David Crow will attest to this. He was there and how I questioned her. And I said, I'll be watching you. And she says, I know you will. <laughs> and she was one of the best conservatives ever. All right. She, she was a conservative, and she proved it many, many, many uh, times. Well, I hope. Love what, that woman. I hope what we're seeing is translated across the entire country because we have a lot of women that are showing up that have never been. Well, they'll tell you they've never been very political. They're tired of it. They're getting involved. I, we had one at our last meeting. She said, I was a liberal. And she goes, I just started thinking, what in the world is wrong with these people? So I think I think we're seeing more and more of it come back around people were tired yeah all it took was a little bit of fear and everybody gave up all their rights yeah Yeah. well we talked you know we talked politics around the family table when i was growing up my dad was a steel worker he's pretty uh conservative guy my mother was a typical 1950s mom she didn't say a whole lot about politics but every once in a while she would but the only time i ever saw them really get involved was when in Indiana they started what was called, quote, the new math. And that's, <laughs> this is when I was in fifth grade. Wow. I remember this in my fifth grade. And it is what you guys are, have had to deal with here in the last few years. And it was breaking things down into things of 10 and all that. <laughs> and they started doing that. And my mother said, what is this crap? <laughs> I mean, that, that, I mean she, yeah. she asked me. I says, what they're saying, we got to do math. And I was struggling then because I didn't understand what the crap right. they were talking about. And uh, they started going to school board meetings. And guess what? Indiana pulled those books out of the school system and went back to tra- uh, yep. you know training math the way it was. So just know that the left will start. They start early and they push and push and push. And then if you push back, they may get rid of whatever it is you're pushing about. But it will It'll return. Come back Bring in a back. different yep. name, like Common Core math. Like Common yep. Core. That's yep. exactly right. They it's called the agenda. new math. They have an agenda is to dumb down. I can Kids. see. I can mm-hmm. still see the book. I remember the book. Yeah. It was green on the bottom, white on the top. Said new math on the front of it. New math. That's it what is it was our called. Our responsibility new math. as a parent to engage in our ch- children's education. 
Yeah. Well, and that's, well that's, just that's, it. that's the whole other elitist thing where they think that parents are not smart enough to engage. If you not. were not taught in well, you know, a university as a teacher, if yeah. you were not one of these people, they, they told us. You know, these parents don't know what's talking about. Your opinion they, they isn't worthwhile, yes. basically. Yeah. yeah. And that's. So, you I told you are my story yep. about dealing with teacher when my, my son was in second grade and they were doing creative writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they're still doing it. And they now brought, it's called opinion pieces. Yes. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. brought. Oh, they called opinion pieces now. Okay. So they bring, he brings this paper that he wrote. And I go, well, what, what's this all secret? I looked at it and I could see a gazillion misspelled words. And I said, what's this say? And he just started making this story up. He couldn't read it. He didn't know what he had written. Wow. <laughs> and I took that paper to his teacher. And I said, what in the crap is this? <laughs> and uh, I sound like my mom now. And and she says, that's called creative writing, Mr. Ellsworth. I said, what do you mean creative writing? Well, the kids just write down on a piece of paper it's called what, stream of what consciousness. They, what they think, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I said, well, none of the, hardly any of these words are spelled right. Well, you know, we really don't worry about that because computers are going to become so prevalent. Wow. That, you know, the, the, the computers will, crea- will, will create and, and will fix all the misspelling words. And I said, mm. oh, really? And she said, yeah. I said, okay, there, there, and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Correct that. <laughs> yeah, which one? The kids got to know which one. And she was like, well, uh, well, uh, she sounded like a motorboat tied up to the dock. But, 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 you know, we got to get these people out of the education system because, I mean, I'm I I took my son's fifth grade and I used him as an example because, you know, we homeschooled for so many years and then we did all these, you know, we were in Massachusetts, which it was number one at the time. And so now my younger two are here in Arkansas and. When we discovered that he was not learning anything in the English language, I took out my homeschool fifth grade book and I said, okay, Ev, this says, you know, hundredth day, this is what you should know. And I read a sentence and I said, now identify that part of speech. And he's like, what? Yeah, well, because they spend 75% of their time discussing their feelings after reading books. Are you telling oh, wow. me they don't diagram sentences anymore? Not, they don't even <laughs> touch the eight parts of speech except nouns and verbs and adjectives. Yep. When they I don't took, care about the prepositions. They don't care about anything. Yesterday, yeah, we were looking at the letter we were sending out to the candidates, and it was a, it was a sentence. Now, I, when I'm talking, I talk like just everybody else, and and I have dangling participles all over the place. <laughs> but we get to this end of the sentence, and it ends up with four, f o r, and I go, can't, no, can't you got here's what you got to say, you know, and I and I I corrected it, and she goes. It just doesn't sound right. I said, that's because you write different than you speak. speak. Yeah. And that's and, what my example was. People don't even know how to answer a phone correctly. You can't use her when it's not a, a possessive pronoun. It's, <laughs> hello, yes, this is she. Yeah. yeah. It sounds weird because we've all done it wrong, but that's the proper way to speak. But we don't and nobody but knows no, that no way. way. Now you got to say, this is her, she, and me. Right, and it, they, yeah. them. <laughs> yes, they. Yeah, give me, give me all my pronouns. We haven't used here. proper English language, and I mean that's why when I did hair, I loved talking and doing hair for the older people because they still used English language, yeah. you know, proper English language that, and it was almost, um, it was almost an experience, you know, to be able to speak to somebody who, and and it sounded, it would sound uppity, 
Not not that it was uppity, <laughs> right. but it would sound like, you know, because you don't formal. hear people yeah. speak formal is the word mm-hmm. I was formal looking for. Formal, you're such a right. Now, I'm from out in redneck country, so you got to be careful with our well, formal speech. Well, the way you our speech, speech is a little yeah, mind the way is, I talk. Yeah, mind so my son came home yesterday and said, Mom, do you know anything about Noam Chomsky? Oh, and I Lord said, hold on, mercy. hold on. But I looked him up, and so he was like the socialist guy. But yeah. his thoughts on grammar and the English language, if you could teach a child proper grammar... He will be a product of society that is worth something because you cannot communicate with other people if you don't understand right. the English language. And so I said, you know, you can take him two different ways when you talk about him. But his his entire thing on on language and grammar is so strong that if we understood that if our kids could properly speak and 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 talk to one another. And enunciate. First, they got to yeah. learn how yeah. to read. And stop yeah. giving people excuses. True. Right. Yeah. Now they got to know how to read. Well, if you can't read, all out. the doors and windows to education close. Well, you have no idea. I want to throw special ed right out of the yeah. public education system because they are failing my daughter hard. Well, and it's not the teacher's fault. They have to stick to these guidelines. Yeah. Are those guidelines, those guidelines because of federal guidelines? So they have federal guidelines under Every Student Succeeds Act and then also arkansas state guidelines and so they can't say we're not going to teach your daughter history social studies or science until she reads which is what i'm requesting like don't teach her anything i'll read books on science at home she needs to read and you're skipping over everything that she missed when she was so sick and then they start calculators in junior high and they stop touching the basics of addition and multiplication wow y'all our kids so she's like so confused she's like what is multiplication mean we never had even teach her what multiplication means because they just skipped over it i'm just saying better hope that we don't have a burst over this country because if all those devices don't work we're SOL. I was well, trying to teach yeah. mine how to homeschool kids. Homeschool kids will be running the nation. Yeah. Right. I was trying to figure <laughs> teach mine how to figure a tip in her head without using her phone, and I was like, "Where With have the we 10%? failed?" Yes, I'm like, ten percent of twenty dollars is what she's like. Uh, I said, "Just move the decimal." Like, <laughs> yeah, ten percent isn't hard to do. Uh, gotta learn now it. double it. That's twenty. They got to yeah. teach it for them to mm-hmm. learn it, though. Yeah, That's crazy. Say, yeah, but they're just the looking at you like, what? I was talking to my grandson, and he's just finishing up his first year of college. And I always warned him, college is different than what public schools are. Mm -hmm. And he wants to be an engineer. And guess what they won't let him use in class? Graphing. Calculators. Calculators. Awesome. Yeah. They've got to learn how to do it without using a calculator. He says, Granddad, that's hard. I said, do it with a slide rule. (laughs) <laughs> ah. you know he looked at me like what's a slider <laughs> we talked about and um, you know we raised our kids to think for themselves and you know my oldest told me one day she said oh you my mama she told somebody my mama taught me to question everything and don't do the stuff that's stupid yeah. and that's really the rule i mean but you've got to teach them to think for themselves once they if you don't catch them in elementary school and high school they're, they're going to go to college and they're going to get somebody else is going to teach them why do you think that they have all of those classes for kids to take so they can really learn how to do math or really learn how to read or learn how to study for that matter it's because they're not taught. they are not taught that in they high want school. them to be drones and they want them to follow the rules and not question authority right. and they socially promote them Yes. Ar- I didn't know Arkansas was a compassionate passing state. And well, you have you love to that? almost take your school to, to, to compassionate court passing. to get them to hold back your child. Wow. Yeah. 
think about that for a while. Yeah, crazy. And I've uh, I've I've learned because we're going to open a charter school, a public charter school in Cabot. We were reading over the rules that the reason why schools don't tackle drug issues and all these different issues is because it marks their school down on the right. state rankings. Of course, right. and so that's why all this stuff has been pushed under the rug in Cabot because. They don't want to look bad. Did they get rid of lockers in schools now? Yeah, they all carry their. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They all carry everything. But they still don't do drug sweeps so or kids, anything. Yeah, so the kids couldn't store their drugs. But in there's the a drug overdose <laughs> problem. Yeah, we used to have drug, 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 drug tests at your school. And thumb issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. random drug tests. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to I, when I was in school. When I was leaving to go to college, they began walking the dogs. They the, did that at my hallway. school too. You yeah. know. We had random that. drug tests at our school. Did you? And you could opt out. You could say, I didn't want to be drug tested, but then you couldn't go to the pep rallies. You couldn't participate in sports. So that way the principal would know. Wow, that's just like the who? Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know what we they, call it, right? Operation Golden Flow. Oh, okay. okay. But do you, I still think that a parent should be involved in drug testing their children. Don't you? Like, yeah. I'm still, yeah. I'm all for parents' rights at this point. Like, yeah. a girl got suspended for three days because she... Had Midol at school. Oh no! Suspended for three days. God help us all. And it says Midol on it. Oh yeah. yeah. And the the parents fought it. It's on. And they said, "Sorry, we cannot take away her expulsion. We can't differentiate." All right, got to get a break in. I got to get the final break in. Don't forget about my good friend uh, uh, Billy Mac. Billy Mac owns ICU Protection. ICU Protection LLC dot com. You definitely want. to uh, check them out. I mean, a lot of people are not feeling safe anymore. I know, I understand that crime is up, murders are up, shootings are up. So uh, you want to know if somebody happens to be where they shouldn't be uh, around your house or your business. Billy's going to help you with that. You will pay for the service. You will not pay for the hardware. He'll put all the hardware you want on your house or on your uh, business. You just have to be sure that, uh, you know, you talk to him and find out what the cost is uh, for service. Starts at 40 bucks. It's really cost-effective. Talk uh, to Billy Mac about that. By the way, all of his cameras are 1080p, which means that's kind of like what your picture is. If you have direct TV, that's what uh, how clear that is. That's what those uh, uh, cameras will be like, as well as they got analytics built in, which means it can differentiate between uh, a, a person, an animal, or uh, even a gust of wind. I mean, that was one of the big hassles. That was a big hassle uh, with uh, security systems in the past. Remember, you have that would be set up, and you had to set up the the cameras to make sure that it, whatever was on the camera was a person if it was over, like, 60 pounds, saying if you had a big dog or whatever. Bottom line is, talk to Billy Mack. He'll take care of you. Phone number 501-205-1333. 501-205-1333. All right, Karen Maynard, who's with us, and Moms for Liberty, new chapter in Pulaski County. If you want to be part of it, what's contact information? You can contact me by phone at 501-519-0391. You can text or call uh, my email is K and then the number one Maynard M A Y N A R D at live L I V E dot com. You know how I remember her last name? Hey, Maynard, Maynard was one of the greatest centers that ever played for the New York Jets. 
That's how I, I remember. I can't say it. that I'm related. Okay, I, that's how I remember it. I mean, just, oh man, let's be honest with you. Uh, don't call her tomorrow; she'll be un, under anesthesia. No, it's next week. Oh, it's, it's next, next week. week. Yeah, okay. next Thursday. Don't call me. Gotta, gonna, gonna, yeah, don't even call her at getting the end of the bionic week. Knee, yeah, so. she's getting she's getting a new. I can't knee. wait to get some bionic parts. All right, I've got them in me already. You know, yeah. I've got them on. In I'm ready me. for it. Okay, so uh, Missy, what's going on with you? So we petitioned, of course, to speak at Cabot. Um, they allowed nobody to speak. School board. School board, yeah. right? They're above the law. They said that t- Title VI does not make them have to speak. And all we wanted to do was to be able to speak because um, that's our right, according to our you know constitutional right. But also we wanted to talk about the curriculum, which I have been fighting for over a year, way before the mask thing, way before, because we use wit and wisdom. And uh, Moms for Liberty actually blossomed also out of this because wit and wisdom is secretly teaching the critical race theory and social emotional learning, which is teaching our kids to divide by race. And how do you feel about that? And so in second grade, they teach all year long racial studies. And one of the books they read, which I already said was great, was Ruby Bridges. But wit and wisdom has the teacher focus on this one book for four weeks and looking at these pictures and discussing it, which one of the pictures is by Norman Rockwell, the famous little red shoed girl walking in Louisiana, Ruby Bridges, with the word, the N-word written on the wall. Uh-huh. Well, the teacher's manual tells the kids, do you see a, a word written on the wall? What is that word? Okay, let's discuss that word. It's hateful. Great. Have you ever been called a racial slur as a white person? Have you ever? So they're literally teaching the kids to say racial slurs, and then at the end of it say, okay. Let's not use racial slurs. It's like teaching kids how to jump with a parachute and then say, okay, we're not going to do that. Uh, they just learned how to do it. They're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it is probably one of the worst curriculums I have ever seen. And they, you know, and it's 75% reading and literature and these great books. And they're not great. Every single book has a subversive meaning that they're trying to get across to these kids. So I got to think that they don't have classical literature in schools anymore am i, nope. am I correct no nope. nobody no. reads a separate piece anymore no. or anything like that uh, maybe an ap literature in high school yeah mm-hmm. did you Robert read a separate Frayden's piece when you were in high school nope did you 1984 did you read it in high school but i know that my son is in ap literature and he's reading like a brave new world and good they, oh, that's they talk about stuff like that yeah, yeah. brave Should new be world reading and that. All that. breakfast of champions maybe like Vondergut. no okay what can i say <laughs> all right anyway yeah okay or grapes of wrath Right. Do, 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 nope. they, do they even still read that? But I'm older, Farewell than, to arms. I'm older than them. So. Okay, I'm just saying. It's, it's amazing to me what is not read yeah. any exactly. longer. Because they say, oh, that's a bad book. You can't read Huckleberry Finn. You right. can't read Tom Sawyer. Huckleberry Finn's a lot better than our elementary kid can get a hold of at this point. Incredible to me. Incredible to me. All right, we'll take a break. we got to come back with the Bible, guys. Ladies, thank you so much. You're welcome. Heather is thank here. You. Missy's here. And Karen is here. And Simone is here. Uh, and again, Elizabeth will be back next week by phone. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick by us. we got news coming your way. and sisters 
I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter. Hallelujah. How can it be? I like that. That sounds like uh, Herbie Hancock or some other great jazz musicians. Who is that? It's the one and only Kirk Flanken. Ah. I like it. I like it. I gotta find it. Write down the uh, album that comes from. All right, I'm gonna get it. I like that jazz kind of feel to it. That's good. That's good stuff. Six minutes after seven, that should tell you that we've moved away from talking politics. We're gonna ah. talk. We're gonna talk <laughs> spiritual things now, because you know my show. All right, look. There's mental. There's physical. And there's spiritual. Amen. All right, you gotta have. All three of them being dealt with. All right? You have to deal with all three of them. So, uh, Scott's back. Good to see him. How are you, brother? Doing well, my friend. Thank you so much. You're doing all right? Yes, sir. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that. And then I'm looking over at uh, Billy. He's here today, and Steve is working. So he's he's got, you know, the government says, you know, we need you here. So he's, he's teaching today, so... Uh, maybe next week he'll be back. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to, today to talk because we got some things going on uh, in the world and people are asking questions about them and things of that nature. And one of the big uh, question marks uh, that I got, and let me find it here. I gotta find it. Where does it say? Uh, I, I sent it to me. Here it is, right here. Here's the question. It says, "Dear Bible guys." What do you think of what is happening in Russia right now? Could this be the beginning of the war of Gog and Magog? Magog, yeah. Gog and Magog. Now, I'm trying to think. We talked, was it last weekend that we brought this up? Um, Maybe. It was either last week or the week before. I think I asked asked specifically about this, Um, all right, because I knew people would be, because we were talking about Ukraine already. And about uh, the possible invasion, which has now become the invasion yeah. of the Ukraine by the uh, the Russians. So with that in mind, I think the very first uh, uh, sentence we can deal with pretty fast. Uh, the last uh, sentence, maybe not so much. So let me ask you guys, what do you guys think of what is happening in Russia right now? So I guess maybe they're asking, is it, is it right you know, to self-defense, to fight back, you know, things like that. I mean, supposed to turn the other cheek, right? No. Well, we under, yeah, I know. I, I knew you, Next would get, question. you would get upset when I, I said, because there's a lot of misunderstanding about that whole contextualization For of sure. what the For West sure. has done to that. But anyway, let, let's, let's talk about this. What do you guys think? You want to start off, Scott? You, you, you sure. spent a lot of time over in Europe. I did. I did. I spent uh Almost half my life uh, overseas. Uh, yeah, well, my goodness, um, I think it's horrible uh, tra- tragedy, a travesty. What's to, what's taking place uh, right now? There should not, there was not any um, cause. Now, of course, people could argue. We did talk about this before about you know the fact that uh, you know Putin did not want Ukraine joining NATO. Uh, they were going to do it anyway, which meant uh, that uh, it was going to allow possibly bases of the U.S. to be built in um, in the Ukraine, which would certainly be um, very difficult for Putin to handle. But I do believe uh, that it could have been handled a lot differently than invading and 
just randomly uh, mm. killing people. I think um, Zelensky is now saying that uh, they're committing acts of genocide, just going in and... Uh, did you see yep. where they used the father of all bombs yesterday? Yeah. No, I did yep. not. Yep, thermobaric weapons they started using, which violates the Geneva Conventions and should have This is one step under response. nuclear weapons. Is. <clears throat> this is the most powerful bombs that you can use short of nuclear weapons. Um, and, and the thing is no, that well, it why? kills mm-hmm. everything. Um, it literally sucks the oxygen out of the air when it goes off. It's a, um, it vaporizes your lungs. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a uh, atomized fuel bomb. So what happens is uh, you essentially drop a, a fuel like gasoline, and then right before it hits the ground, you explode that so that you end up with this cloud, this mist of gasoline, and then ignite it. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you've ever accidentally, here in the South, uh, dropped the gasoline can on the bonfire you were working on, you'll know what that uh, you'll know what that little woof looks like. I've uh, done that once or twice. Hey, look, I grew usually up a that started <laughs> limb, so usually before you do that, you say, "Watch this." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. um, so I, I might have been pouring gas on a fire at one point when the fire ran up with the gas can. Yeah, went, well, I don't need that gas can anymore. So, uh, but yes, it's. Uh, and the, the thing is that because of the way these bombs explode, because it, it, it atomizes the fuel, it'll run into basements, it'll run inside vehicles, it, there's there's no way to stop it. You can be inside a tank locked down, and, and that fuel is going to get in that tank, and then when it explodes, of course, the fire just runs right in, and it kills it kills everything. Well, and even if it didn't get in, it would suck the oxygen right, right out of um, it. Uh, yes. So if it doesn't kill you immediately, it it kills you in the next several seconds. Um, and it's it's a it's a massive area. It's it's a three hundred meter diameter sort of ball of area that just quit talking that European dies. measurement. What is it in feet? <clears throat> um, uh, about a thousand feet. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. A little over nine hundred. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's uh, three football fields. Um, draw incredible. a circle, three football fields in diameter, and and that's what you get. Everything inside of that dies, and it's a it's a violation of. Uh, now I say it's a violation of international law, but unfortunately they're not the first to do that. Uh, I think. Well, they've been doing it in Syria. Well, in the U.S., uh, we have to we just have to fess up. The U.S. have have you in in Afghanistan? We used thermobaric weapons and got our hands slapped for it. Um, and there was well, we were when we were trying to. Find terrorists in caves. We use thermobaric weapons on a couple of occasions. So is, um, is the Moab a therapist? Ther- yes. Yes, okay. it is. Okay. I didn't uh, realize that. It is, it is about a fourth of the size of the uh, uh, Foab, I guess, the father of all bombs. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, that's that's the reason the, the Russians referred to that that way is because we had the Moab, the mother of all bombs. And right. they were like, well, we can build one bigger. So yeah. they have the father of all bombs. Um, and it's, it's just brutal uh, because it's not... Russia came into the Ukraine looking to they really thought they were going to be celebrated as heroes when when yep. you see the interviews with the the soldiers who have been captured by the Ukrainians the Russians say we were told that we were coming down here as liberators and we're we're going to be ushered in as heroes that you know we were coming to help liberate people who wanted to be liberated um not that we were marching on a country that didn't want anything to do with us so they've been lied to um and when russia first came in it was very surgical you know they were just trying to um take out command and control structure they were just trying to take out military but today i guess starting about 36 hours ago at this point maybe 48 hours at this point they began hitting civilian targets um and that is a violation of all kinds of law uh, when it comes to international warfare uh, you can't target civilians you know it's is one of those it, things that 
Israel deals with all the time because the terrorists like to hide in schools, then you have to bomb a school. Even though there are no children there, you have to bomb a school, and that the optics on that are horrible. Because they have their weapons stored there. <clears throat> right, right. Um, so why do you think, then, that they are resorting to such a, a bomb? Because you would think that the military superiority, if you look at the, the numbers of, of airplanes, the numbers of all the stuff, Russia so numerically out uh, outmans Ukraine. Yeah, 15 or 20 to 1. So, um, and so when you, it comes to actual soldiers... It's even it's even higher than that. So you would think that there should be no reason to go <clears throat> so brutal. You could just continue to surgically do what you have to do. Is it is because it, is uh, it, Ukrainians have put on put up a bigger fight than the Russians right. ever thought they were going to put right, up? Right. Does I it, mean, they've armed everybody from young teenage boys to grandmothers. Um, if you want a weapon, they'll give you a weapon and take you shoot Russia. They give you an AK. Um, so this is one of the reasons why the United States would be so difficult for anybody to take because so many right. people actually own. Uh, yeah, you don't even have to give us it. weapons. <laughs> Hang on, let me <laughs> get, get, get it. Does it reveal a part of the weakness of the uh, Russian military? Does it show they're well, yeah. actually not as strong as what they pretend well, to be? Here's what it tells us: they didn't have as many smart weapons as we thought they had. Yeah. See, the reason that they're now moving into conventional, what we call conventional type weaponry, is because they're running out of smart bombs. Yeah, yeah. They're running out of them. They, they, they thought they used a few of those, and uh, the Russian people would, you know, go into a fetal position and let them roll on in. That has not happened. Well, I think they, so they, look at, they looked at Zelensky and went, oh, this is a former actor and comedian who somehow managed to to worm his way into politics, and he'll he'll roll over. Didn't we have a president yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and guess yeah. what? Um, he yeah. too dealt with China. I mean, with, with, with Russia, with Russia yeah. in a yeah. in a pretty dramatic way. So they they expected him to just kind of roll over and play dead. And um, you know, I think the line that will, assuming human history continues for for some, the the line that will be remembered is, "I don't need a ride. I need bullets." So they got the shirt on us to send yeah. me ammunition. Don't need a ride. Right. Yeah. I, I don't need a ride. I need bullets. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the stones of a man who is looking at imminent destruction to say something like that, uh, it's it's a it's an iconic moment in but history. A, it will end up in the history books. What, so, a, what a shame on the Western world, though, that they have left these people and not gone to their aid in their defense. I mean, that we were no, to, they don't. They they NATO them. don't want to get into shooting war because. <clears throat> but did I we? Mean, but did not the West say, "Give up all your nuclear weapons, Ukraine, yeah. and we'll take care of you"? There and was this so, president that I knew about named Clinton. Uh huh. And right. he's the one who, who signed the accord. Yeah. That said, we, we got your back. Yeah. Get rid of the nuclear. No one should we trust got your the U.S. I, I hate to say that. No one should ch- uh, trust the U.S. And and Pastor Scott and I were talking about this. What, what most other countries don't understand is that. Uh, there's the potential every four years in this country for everything to change radically. Just because we told you four years ago that we would protect you doesn't mean that today we will because the administration has changed That's and they right. don't have the same set of priorities. Ask, ask the Afghani people. Right, right. So, so you got to do. It's a, it's an interesting time to be alive. But then again, I've been saying that for 40 years. So All right. So when we come back, we'll pick up the eschatology of what's going on Absolutely. over there right now because – there might be something there to look at. We'll do that as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis. Pat, eschatology, future things. Pat Davis uh, wants you to know that he is looking to help you save a lot of money as far as health insurance go. Uh, 30 to 50%. 
especially if you're a guy that's out there and you're self-employed. Uh, Pat can really help you. Uh, but if you've got uh, your insurance uh, with your company and things of that nature, Pat Davis can make this stuff work well for you. It doesn't matter who your provider is. How about giving you no co-pays? How about those big deductibles going down in cost and what they call deductible busters? I need you to call Pat Davis. Talk to him. Save some money. 501-605-6935. This is a guy that will save you money, unlike the federal government that everything that you go buy now is more expensive. 501-605-6935, uh, your health plan man. That is the website, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, let me remind you again about the uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Town Hall that's coming up on the 10th of this month. Uh, it will be held over at the Agape Family Life Center is where we're going to have it at. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We've had meetings with uh, them. We know that the, the technology they have there is very good. Uh, it will run from 7 till 9 on the 10th. You need to get your ticket to be there. Uh, all you got to do is go to 1011fmtheanswer.com. When the uh, page loads up, your landing page is going to have a banner on it. Click on that banner for the uh, town hall. It will take you to where you can order your tickets. Ten bucks to get in. All right, so uh, do that. I will be there that night. I will welcome you there. We'll broadcast this live on 1011. We will also carry it on my Facebook page. We're working. we got to go over, uh, I think uh, Steve is going over Thursday or Friday with the guys over there and uh, set up and make sure our Mevo will work. And we're going to broadcast it on Facebook. You can watch it on Facebook uh, as far as that's concerned. I will not ask the questions. Alan Kerr is going to do all the asking of questions because I don't want anybody to think that I am trying to sway any of the primaries all right i i never pick a winner or a loser in the primaries that's up to you so this is your opportunity to hear all the lieutenant governor uh, uh candidates i will let you know there are six five have responded in the affirmative one has not yet i won't say who that person who hasn't because they have till friday if they haven't responded by friday uh on monday i'll let you know who it is Okay, and who decide that that they don't want to go talk to you? Bottom line, all right. Uh, you can send a question uh, for the lieutenant governor candidates, and it's candidates plural. All right. Do not say, "Hey, I want to know what such and such a person thinks." We're not going to do it that way. You ask questions that's going to be answered by every one of the people when they answer the question. So it's uh, to townhall at salemlr.com. Townhall at salemlr.com. If you can't be there, then listen on the radio or watch it on Facebook. But get involved and know what each one of these candidates stand for. They'll all be there, basically. All right, we can get back to it now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so eschatology, future things. That's kind of the Greek um you know interpretation of eschatology so we're looking at uh you know a lot of people think russia is going to play a big part 
in before the coming of, of Jesus. What do you guys think? Do you think it's Russia or do you think well, we have already had a nuclear war and it'd be some other tribe? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Go ahead. So the question is uh, referring to um, the Gog and Magog. Uh, I believe. Maybe you should explain that. Yeah. Well, um, if you're if you're just looking at at it uh, from a literal standpoint, um, Magog was the name of a person, uh, and um, if I'm not mistaken, I think also that um, uh, help me out here, Billy. I think that it was it was uh, it was Gaga. Uh, title or was it also an individual i don't remember it, it was a it was a city, city. um so you've got uh, gog of magog right so you've got you've got a leader of a city um and it's <clears throat> so this question comes up a lot and it seems to be the only question i've addressed in the last what six days or so um everywhere i go someone wants to ask this particular question uh, and this has to do specifically with uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 and then uh, Revelation, I believe it's Revelation 20, yeah. um, where Gog and Magog are referred uh, to. And the the verse where people want to loop Russia into this uh, is actually, uh, if we look at Ezekiel 39, 1, it says, And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. And here, a couple hundred years back, maybe not that far back, um, some some folks decided they wanted to twist the word Rosh to Rosha, and obviously Rosha sounds like Russia, and Gog of Magog did eventually settle just north of uh, the Black Sea, which is where Ukraine is today. So this whole idea... Um, that Russia is Gog and Magog really is a is it rhymes with and therefore it must be sort sort of statement. Mm. Um, and, and it's it's like that's that's not the way Hebrew works. Sorry. <laughs> um, matter of fact, that's not the way English works. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, because the word Rosh here, this is a, this is actually a Hebrew word that has has come through, and it literally just means head. It, it, just like Rosh Hashanah, just like Rosh Hashanah, it is it is the head, the top. Um, so when we talk about a, a the, the prince of Rosh, we're really talking about the leader of the princes. Um, often in ancient cultures, you would have lots of princes, and then you'd have a prince over the other princes, and that would be the Rosh prince, the, the head prince. Um, and, and today we would think about that as, you know, maybe presidents and, and, and uh, underlings or kings and princes and that sort of thing. Um, but but to, to refer to... The prince of Roche is simply to refer to the head prince of these places. Um, and we also have another problem. Um, so we've got Ezekiel prophesying, we've got John prophesying, and they refer to um, this leader. And in the days that these two individuals were prophesying, uh, Gog was not in what today is the Ukraine. It would have been in what is modern-day Turkey. So the question becomes... Are these prophets looking forward to where the descendants of Gog would end up, which is today um, the Ukraine? And maybe even even that we have a little bit of, we have to speculate a little bit, right? You could go a little further east, which I believe is Crimea sitting right over there. So that whole region, um, the Ukraine and Crimea, they kind of settled in that, you know, people don't just go to one spot and we, we look at a map and see a dot and go, well, that's the spot. Well, no, that's not the way history works over a couple of thousand years. People spread out. So 
that area just just north of the Black Sea, or when they were prophesying and seeing these things, were they seeing the location of the current for them? Uh, Gagabank, which would have been Turkey. Um, and guess what? A whole bunch of those other places, um, Tubal and, and a whole bunch of places. When we look at, at prophecy, a lot of the prophecy, the names of, of cities, and, and we have to use the word nation a little carefully there, but the, the names of nations that are given are in what is today modern-day Turkey. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk more about this, and we'll get some more into it. And and, and Billy is right. You can't take a map today and say that's the way the map looked 3,000 years ago. All right. We got Bill O'Reilly. Then we'll be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 1011 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you. Don't forget about PI Roofing. Uh, you know I've been using PI Roofing. I just went through a a, a logistical nightmare uh, with my mortgage company. I still don't. I still don't understand why my mortgage company had to get, to sign off on the check that I got from my insurance company to have my roof fixed on my house, but they did. So that I did it. I sent it to them overnight. I got it back a week and a half later, and I had paid to have it sent back overnight. Guys, doing overnight delivery for a, a check, you know how much it cost me? $118. What? And it didn't even happen. And it didn't even happen. Yeah, I was not pleased with that. But anyway, I got it yesterday. Well, I got it Friday. Uh, PI Roofing came back uh, by on Monday. We wrote a check to them. We put the check in our bank, gave them a check from our bank. And so that's been taken care of. Now they got a few other things they got to do, and there will be a secondary check. And I've already told PI Roofing, and I also notified my mortgage company, I will do this by snail mail. Yeah. Because I could have done snail mail and got the check back in the amount of time it yeah, took right. them to do it. So I'm going to do it snail mail and uh, get it back and uh, and uh, be done with this. But I got to tell you, and I had uh, Alan Kerr on yesterday, who is by my uh, is my insurance man uh, as well, and uh, he said PI Roofing one of the best roofing companies you can deal with dealing yeah. with your insurance. They just do a great job, and I agree with that. So if, if you need a roof. You know, do the roofing company that can definitely help you move through it smoothly. Uh, you go to PI Roofing, 707-3551 is the number, 707-3551, and or email them at uh, piroofing.com. That's the way you do it. All right, Scott is here. Billy is here. Uh, we got two of the three Bible guys with us today. Hopefully next week maybe we'll have all three uh, with us which would be fantastic but we've been talking about you know um, eschatology we've been talking about things to come we've been talking about the end of days how's that one for you yeah and uh, you made an interesting statement during the break about john was on pathmos mm. when he got the vision all right and being on pathmos and looking from pathmos what he was looking at was the area of modern day turkey that's right yeah, so if, um, uh, as Billy mentioned, you know, Gog and Magog is also mentioned in the book of Revelation. And if we're looking at trying to understand exactly what it's talking about, um, of course, from John's perspective, writing, uh, he would have been on Patmos. If you look east from Patmos, you look straight at Ephesus. And then there are seven churches there in uh, what was then called Asia Minor, which is now called modern-day modern day Turkey. 
And so that would have been his, that would have been, if he'd have been sitting up on a hill on the mount, uh, on, on the, on the island, he'd have been looking, uh, he would have been able to, um, look over and, uh, and see modern day, modern day Turkey and see all the churches. So contextually, if you put Gog and Magog in the context of the book of Revelation, it would seem to indicate that it is referring to, um, uh, modern day Turkey and, um, the personalities that would have been at work at the time, but the Bible has prophecies that are cyclical. They actually can come around. There's been more than one, for example, there's been more than one um, Passover mm-hmm. that was prophesied. There was one in Egypt, and of course Messiah was one, and guess what? We're going to be celebrating Passover again when we get to heaven. There was mm-hmm. more than one Pentecost. It happened at Sinai, then it turned around and happened again at, um, you know, in the upper room. <laughs> Um, um, you know, 50 days after uh, the Passover Messiah died. And you can go through, there's a lot of prophecies that are cyclical. And so that's why these things, although they had a, a literal fulfillment, you need to be aware that they can't actually come back around uh, again. There was a, you know, Daniel talked about, you know, desolation, abomination of desolation, and there can turn around and be another one of those things. Of course, there's a few things that have to be in place. But um, that being said, um, there's a lot to be said for um, the modern day um Turkey or the ancient uh, Asia Minor argument regarding to uh, Gog and and Magog. It's one of the big problems for eschatology in the West is that we look at everything through a Western set of binoculars and not, if you're going to try to understand what God was saying, don't you think that he talked through his people and, you know, and through Hebrew and, and, the Old Testament. Oh, absolutely. And, that, and that's that's one thing that many people have, have not realized. I'm, I actually just started a series on uh, the book of Revelation. I've been um, I'm in my fourth week now. But m- there are 403 verses in the book of Revelation, but there are, that there are more than 500 quotes and references to the Old Testament in the book of Revelation. So you got to understand the old to be able to understand the new or right. what's going to happen. Right. And if you, and, you know, if you look at all the quotes and references in the book of Revelation, you'll be surprised to find, or maybe you won't be, there's not one single reference to any New Testament book. Every reference is to an Old Testament book. Well, there was no New Testament. Bam, there you go. Thank but, you very but, much. But what do, most people, what, do, what, what do most people do? They read a verse from the book of Revelation, and they'll say, okay, now let's go to Matthew chapter 24, or now let's right. go to Luke chapter 21, or let's go to Second Thessalonians. <clears throat> and so they start using... Um, that you start going to verses to to affirm what Revelation said when Revelation actually saying, no, I want you to go to Isaiah. I want you to go to Ezekiel. I want you to right. go to Zechariah. I want you to go to Jeremiah. He's telling us where we're supposed to go to get information to understand what he's writing, but we don't do that. Let me ex- Let me suggest that depending on what kind of Bible you got, typically it will look like this. It has two columns of script usually and then down the middle there's a small thin column that Mm -hmm. runs and next to certain words and verses there's numbers Mm -hmm. go to those numbers and read those verses it's it's referring back to typically the old testament that's right to why they're saying what they're saying in the new testament that's really important that you know that that you want to get into context that's how you get into context. Yep. I, I have heard it say that the, the New Testament is really nothing more than the revelation of the Messiah and a commentary on the Old Testament. And, and I believe and, that. And you're not wrong. Um, yes, we, we, have to, we have to deal with the revelation of the Messiah having arrived, but everything else is really nothing more than, hey, here's, here's what the Old Testament was trying to communicate to us. So yeah, here, here, here it is. There. I know I, go I know ahead. people can't see it, but this here, these are the references. 
if you look at this, Revelation, just just as an example, Revelation chapter 1 is is, uh, referencing referencing Daniel chapter 2, verse 28 through 29. Revelation 4 is referencing Isaiah 11. Verse 5 is Genesis 49, Psalm 89, verse 6, Exodus 19, Isaiah 61, verse 7, Daniel 7, Zechariah 12, verse 8, Isaiah 41, verse 12, Exodus 25 and 37, verse 13, Daniel 7, Daniel 10 and 16, uh, verse 14, Daniel 7, Daniel chapter 10, verse 15, uh, Ezekiel 1, uh, 24, uh, Ezekiel uh, 42, uh, Daniel chapter 10. I mean, we... The, the, and that's just chapter one. That's just I'm not even finished. I'm not even stop. I mean, I'm, look at verse seventeen of chapter one references Isaiah forty one, Isaiah forty four, Isaiah forty eight, Daniel eight, Daniel eighteen, Daniel ten, Daniel twelve, Daniel fifteen, Daniel nineteen. I mean, and that's and look look at this, Dave. It's just one page after that. So yeah, these are yeah. if you want to understand what the book is saying, you've got to follow the uh, the direction the book is pointing you in. If you want to understand the United States today. You need to understand the founding of the United oh, States go. yesterday. Right. Sure. Absolutely. That's well, very important. And, and here's where we as a people have a disadvantage over um, those who lived at the time. We don't memorize these books. We just don't do it. We, we ha- Even I don't. Because I mean, we got books. Right. <laughs> I used to teach kids how to memorize books. scripture, and, and yet I, I don't have th- these books memorized anymore. Um, nor did I ever have them memorized in their in their fullness. But because they were an oral tradition uh, people, because the the nation of Israel, I mean, the vast majority of the world has always been oral tradition. Why? Because books are hard when it comes. Unless you have technology, books are hard yep. to create. So they were they were societies that uh, lived based on oral tradition and memorizing um, the stories of of their forefathers. So when when uh, John starts prophesying. If you were reading this or having this read back to you, your mind would know. Hey, when he said this, he's referring to this book. When he said this, uh-huh. this you wouldn't. He, uh, the people at the time wouldn't have had to do what what Pastor Scott just did. He wouldn't. You wouldn't have to go through and go. Well, this refers to that, and this refers to that because they would have known that. Uh, it's very much like. Uh, when Jesus gets up in synagogue and reads, uh, I, I think the passage is in Isaiah, and then says, "Today this was fulfilled." Well, in in the the book, we we get one line. You know, he he read this portion, but in reality, this is a, a Hebrewism. Um, if I say, "For God so loved the world," I don't have to finish that statement. If if you are a Christian, you know what the rest of that verse right. says. So too did the the rabbis of the time. If they refer to the first part of a portion, the the inference there is that you will know what the rest of that portion is. So, in all likelihood, uh, Yeshua got up and read the passage, the, the entire passage out of Isaiah. He didn't get up and just read that one line and then sit down. Um, that would have been considered almost barbaric in his day and age. So, uh, he would almost certainly have read the entire portion before he sat down. Um, so, this this whole way of referring to things in in hebrew um is just a i I give you just enough of the scripture that you know exactly where that verse is and you're expected to know what that verse says where it is and what it means um so that is something that we don't have in our culture because that's not the way english works and we grew up those of us are all alive today have grown up in an era where books were immediately available yep to anybody and and lord have mercy I don't even carry my Bible anymore. I know that sounds, well, it's in my bag, but 
like in the event it's in my bag in the event that my ipad dies for some reason yeah, why because you got the whole bible right there in your ipad i've got i've got 15 translations of the bible i've got seven commentaries i've got dictionaries i've got references i mean yeah what's on my ipad would take me an entire library to carry so yes i carry a bible in my bag in case my power goes off on my ipad but i don't i don't i'll be honest i don't crack it open real often anymore i'm i'm, I'm a technology guy i I go to where my technology is because I can access things so much faster. So you, when you read scripture, do you sit down in the morning? I don't know whether you do it morning or night, but you sit down and you pick up your iPad. Well, so at home, I sit down at my computer and open. I, I use eSword and, um, on both my devices and on my computer. So I will open eSword on my computer at home and read from there. Um, but, yes, I, I don't often crack open. I mean, I, I know a lot of Except people. Except for the tour portion, because I have to make notes on it, because I'm invariably going to get asked about that on, on Saturday. I so. love, I love, I've got a I've got a Kindle. Yep. All right. And uh, I got one of those little white paper ones. Yep. I've, I own one as well. Because that's the only thing I can read on the beach. Yep. Because yep. it's so yep. bright, you can't see a, a well, Kindle. Well, it's Kindle. The, the paper white. Paper white? I yeah. Think it's called paper, paper white. white. It's, it's a, so confession time. I, I enjoy good soak from time to time, and the paper white happens to be waterproof. So yeah, that's right. Um, w- w- whether that's a, a long hot bath or a hot tub, uh, you have to take. I can't take my my iPad with me, right? Uh, that's that's way too much cash to be hanging out over the water. But the paper white, if I drop it, I can just pick it up and go back to reading and so, wipe it off. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. continue on. I, I, I that's well. what I read every night before I go to bed. It sits yeah. right there. Because I want to tell you what it holds a charge forever. It does. It does. It's wonderful. It does. I love it, and uh, I read off of that. And that's why I I under, I don't understand why they don't store books like in one area uh, here in Central Arkansas, and you can go there and check a book out if you need it. But basically, you should have a Kindle, and you can carry all your books right with you in your pocket. Yeah. Well, and and even beyond that, most of the libraries today have got. Um, e-borrowing. You can actually yeah. borrow an electronic version of a book and download it to your device for some number of days. You and know, by like, the way, let me just say, yes, I like the smell of a book too. Yeah, I still yeah. own lots of books. And that's, I think, it, particularly if old books. They want to sell them good. They sell the, the the paper white or whatever. Good. Have it like spray out the smell, <laughs> the scent of an old book. Everybody yeah. would have one then. You know, that's just what I used it would to, work. I used to spend a lot of time. There was a, over on uh, Cantrell, there was a used bookstore. Um, I don't remember the name of that book. Just like to walk into it, didn't you? This yeah. is well, smell. And, <laughs> and go hunt the really old book sections. Right? Yeah. I, uh, I'm looking that musty for, smell. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. Looking for, I'm looking for, you know, jewels over there um, because – uh, uh, particularly today like a uh, first a edition of something oh um yeah i would love to get my hands on a first edition robson crusoe but uh, 1984 I don't, I don't make enough money for that yeah so, i gotcha. <laughs> I just i don't make enough money i don't know how many ever even left in the world but i don't make enough money for that so um but yeah a, a first edition 1984 would be really nice to have uh first edition world of the, war of the worlds would be nice oh to my have, lord so, yes yeah yeah, yeah there's some things i would but technology has made it very easy because look the old testament the whole old testament talked about jesus that's right yep and of course the new testament talks about jesus yep that's what both books are about well just just pay attention to how many times the new testament writers quote the new testament the answer is zero 
every there was no New quote, Testament for right, them to quote. Every quote Jesus makes, he quotes from the old. Every quote Paul makes is from the old. Every quote Peter makes is from the old. Every quote yeah. James made is from the old. So, so here we come along and we declare ourselves to be a quote New Testament church. Yeah. We got to be very careful about that. I agree with you. Yeah, you got to learn to live in the balance of the two. All right, ten minutes and until eight, we got to get a break in. Let's do that real quickly, and then we'll be back and finish up with our Bible guys today. Don't forget, you can always ask him a question. Bible guys at Salem S A L E M L R dot com. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick show. And by the way, we like I said, I. I really think I'm going to start recording what goes on during the breaks so that we can play it somewhere else and you can listen to it. But uh, Pastor Scott brought up uh, a deal dealing with the hunters and the fishers. Mm-hmm. Explain what that what that's all about. Well, we, we, uh, we, what we started off by saying is that there was a report that uh, approximately 5,000 uh, Jewish people from the Ukraine are now trying to There's immig- a lot of Jews in Ukraine, yeah, by the way. They're trying to immigrate to, uh, to Israel. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, we just mentioned, you know, it might be interesting, is if this war moves from country to country, what we might see happening is, is seeing a, a mass migration of Jews out of these nations and back to Israel, which a part of this is, you know, the Lord prophesied that he was going to bring his people from the entire world and right. some of them have just decided to stay in places and the lord is basically saying no you need to come back yeah. now we have to remember that will eventually get to the largest deposit of jews outside the land of israel at one point and guess where that is the good old us of a yeah. uh, but but there's a scripture and billy's gonna read it here about how the lord would do this uh in two in two phases so i'll just pass over to him yeah so in uh jeremiah 16 starting at old the, testament <laughs> starting at the end of verse 15 it says uh for i will bring them back speaking of the jews i will bring them back into their land which i gave to their fathers behold I will send for many fishermen, says the Lord, and they shall fish them. And afterwards, I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain That's and every hill cool. and out of the holes of the rocks. For my eyes are on all of their ways. They are not hidden to my face, nor is their iniquity hidden from my eyes. The 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 thing here is that in 1948 and then especially after 1967, the call was um, come home, come back to the land from which we came. And many, many, many Jews did, but understand it was only two years ago now, I think, that you had more Jews living in Israel than outside of Israel. So even though the call came forth, even though the fishermen went out and said, come home, come home, they didn't. But God has said, when it comes to the end, I will will force them all back to Israel. They will be in the land when I return. Mm -hmm. So um, unfortunately, he always does, God always does this carrot and stick thing, right? I Please, he pleads, please come back to me. Please come back to me. Please come back to me. And if you refuse, you will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I think we have moved into the time of the hunters. I think that's been going on for a while now. Um, and unfortunately, the, the largest population of Jews outside of the nation of Israel today is the United States. And we've often talked about the moral corruption within the U.S. and the fact that we are um, deserving of judgment. Um, God has withheld that up to this point, um, but we certainly, if there's ever been a nation that deserved judgment, um, unfortunately, we're it. I was listening to a, um, I was in Israel a few years ago, and I was listening to uh, to some um, a Jewish man who was giving a, a talk, and he said he was struggling with, um, because he's, a, he's, he's, he's obviously he's a U.S. citizen, but now he's, you know, he's Jewish and he's immigrated back to Israel, but he has the ability to vote still in U.S. elections. Okay, so he's got dual citizenship. Yeah, and he said, uh, he was struggling with who to who to vote for, and he said, on the one hand, he said, if I vote for this person, he said they're going to be extremely pro 
uh, Israel and pro uh, Jewish. And he said, but what what that's going to do is it's going to make uh, the Jewish people in the United States more and more comfortable. If I vote for this person, they are very uh, anti-Israel um, and not friendly to the Jewish community. He said, and they and their administration would more than likely drive people pause, out, drive them out. And he says, on the one hand. Uh, he said, I want to vote for the one that's going to drive them out because I want them to come home. I want to see the scriptures fulfilled. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, my conscience wants me to vote for the other person because of the, you know, the, the you know, the, it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, a moral dilemma. Immoral dilemma. Yeah, so he was, he was wrestling with that. But there is a time where there will be, a, will be, there will be, if they won't be fished back in by nets and pulled in, they will be, they'll be driven. And mm. something has to happen in America. And people have asked the question, what could cause American Jews to actually return to the land? What, what would hap- what would need to happen in somebody you know, just said maybe it needs to be a, an economic thing. Whenever I was in Israel, one of the last times, I don't know if Billy was seeing this or not, but I was walking down, we were in uh, the in the newer part of town, uh, and uh, all these all these uh, apartment buildings, and uh, but all these uh, apartment buildings I was looked at had uh, their shutters drawn. And I asked, what are all these here? And they said, these are the apartments that all the American Jews have bought for the day and they might be forced back to return to their Israel. Wow. They're renting them empty, waiting for the day they have to come home. Amen. That's pretty impressive. By the way, so next week, can I suggest that for our topic, since in the Christian church today in America, you really don't get a lot of Old Testament teaching. Let's talk about why the Old Testament is really important for people to understand. I mean, seriously. And then lastly, I got 30 seconds. Night for Israel is coming up over at Agape Church. You'll want to be there for it. What night, what time? It's going to be on March 13th. That's a Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Our keynote speaker will be uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Okay, you'll want to be there uh, for that. We got to get the uh, premier of, I don't know if it's the premier president, whatever, of the Knesset or whatever to come over and talk to us. That'd be cool. Cool. That'd be fun. All right. Anyway, Night for Israel, don't forget about that. That's coming up in just a couple of weeks. Don't forget about the uh, Lieutenant Governor Town uh, Hall coming up. That's happening a week from Thursday at Agape's Family Life Center. Have a great day. I'll see you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Thank you to Scott, to Billy, for joining us as the Bible Guys. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.